Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. 
lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. And a good Thursday morning, St. Louis, and all parts north, east, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. KevinSlaytonShow.com. If you're expecting something else, you're in the wrong place. So go join the other week radio shows that are out there. But not here. We welcome you in on a beautiful fall morning, windy out. It's going to be cool today, nice and crisp autumn air. High in the 60s in the Midwest, so that's going to be beautiful weather. Beautiful weather for the baseball playoffs to continue. I don't know, since I was off yesterday with a sore throat, ugh, it's the worst thing you can have when you talk for a living. And I appreciate your patience and all the kind words. But I missed the uh, talking about the Astros' comeback on Tuesday evening. I don't know if anyone saw that, but if you did, it was a comeback for the ages in a baseball playoff game. And it all was encapsulated in the ninth inning with two outs and Jordan Alvarez, three-run homer to win the game 8-7. to seven. Quite a finish. Quite a finish. We won't see baseball like that in, in October here for a long time until they start getting serious about winning as opposed to having farewell bobblehead tours, which don't benefit anybody except the team. By the team, I mean the organization, not the fans, not the players. So we'll continue to keep an eye on the baseball playoffs for you. If if you follow them yourself, you'll know. Dodgers are one-to-one, supposedly the best team in baseball. I've picked the Astros to win it all. I still believe they will. Their pitching depth alone should do that. There are some mysteries in baseball that will never be figured out. Who could figure out Max Scherzer's performance in postseason? Who could figure out Justin Verlander's performance in postseason? He was rocked the other day. Who can figure out Clayton Kershaw's performance in postseason? All three are first ballot Hall of Fame pitchers. Not one of the three has been any good in postseason throughout their careers. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Nobody will ever figure that out. If you can figure that out, you have punched your ticket to wealth. But you won't figure it out. They can't figure it out. Well, we figured out a long time ago on this show that the COVID experience was a created ruse on the part of governments worldwide, actually, but certainly here and in China, to see how far they could push people to control you. We know that now. We said it at the very beginning. Why did we say it? Because we knew something others didn't? Because we had a crystal ball? No. Because we listened to doctors, knowledgeable doctors, who weren't paid off by the government. 
any doctors you listen to that get paid by the government, you can take what they say and throw it out the window. They don't have your health interest at heart. They have their paycheck at heart. But we didn't do that. We listened to the intelligent doctors who aren't paid by the government, and they all told us the same thing. Unless you have a serious comorbidity, this was nothing to worry about. No worse than the flu in most cases. Don't run out there and get these vaccinations or these boosters. Don't do it. None of the things they said were true had been proven. None of the things they said were true had been tested. And I mean tested at all in some cases. You're going to hear a bombshell here this morning. A bombshell. And wait till you hear what California is doing to doctors who disagree with state opinion on COVID. That's right. Gavin Newsom knows more about COVID than the doctors of California. You're going to actually hear that this morning. We'll take you back in time when Al Gore was threatening the end of the world and Rush Limbaugh's response at the time. You won't want to miss that. I'm going to have a stunning admission to make here regarding the Bidens. I have to take the platform and say I was wrong. Wait till you hear that. You don't want to miss that. Tulsi Gabbard has left the Democrat Party. She made an announcement. We have that for you. I think you want to hear Tulsi's reasons and words. And then you, I think you want to hear what the media said about her back in 2016 when she was the darling of the Democrat Party. I doubt they're saying the same things today. We have plenty of evidence for Biden's institutionalization. Plenty of it. We also have pl- plenty of evidence for him to explode a lie detector test if he were ever to take one. This guy is a serial liar. And we have proof. We have an enterprising young reporter from NBC News by the name of Dasha Burns. She actually had the nerve to become a journalist when she had an interview with this bizarre character in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. Wait to hear what she asked him. And then the response by her own colleagues at NBC. Kamala Harris will lie about border security, and Tim Ryan, who's running for the Senate, a Democrat, will say that she's a liar. Boy, the chickens are coming home to roost for that regime, isn't it? And she is a liar. But she'll tell you how much she loves her boss, the same guy she called a racist. It's incredible stuff. But our good friends at Window World with the cool air outside now want you to know a couple things about windows. Number one, if you're looking for windows, call them. 314-993-1800. They will give you a free in-home estimate. Free. That's all you have to do is call. I did it. They came out to my house. 314-993-1800. And they'll prove to you why they're simply the best for less. They did me. I now have Window World windows in my house, so this cool air outside, it's not coming in. My warm air generated by my generated by my furnace, it's not getting out. Same in the summer, the hot air is not getting in, the cool air is not going out, thanks to Window World windows. And as a result, my utility bills have come way down. And I don't have to worry about replacing my air conditioner or my furnace, because they're not running 24-7. Window World's the preferred window of the blues, 
The Blues get going this Saturday night. The rest of the National Hockey League has already opened their season. They're the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. And with good reason. Window World gives you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. Yeah, I had my windows broken by hail. Not anymore. Window World uses double-strength glass, and they offer you 18 months same-as-cash financing with approved credit. How do you like that? Now, that double-strength glass is part of the way they do business. That's not a special. That's the Window World way. And it works. So if you're looking for the best windows, that would be my suggestion. And they've also won the J.D. Power Award. Again, yet again, they're the number one ranked window company in the country. It's pretty darn good, isn't it? You don't win that J.D. Power Award easily. You have to really hit and check a couple of boxes, one of which is number one in customer satisfaction among window and patio door retailers. It's pretty good, huh? Ranked number one in customer satisfaction among window and patio door retailers. Number one in price, ordering, delivery, sales, staff, and service. Got to hit them all. And Window World did and won the J.D. Power Award. Best in customer satisfaction, Window World. 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. Well, it's good to be back. It's very good to be back, actually. Only one day off. Praise God for that. NyQuil does a wonderful job, by the way, on a sore throat and a cough and not sleeping. (laughs) I'm not advocating it as a sleeping aid, but it certainly works. Don't drive after you take it. It lives up to its word. It's supposed to be taken at nighttime when you're at home. Now, you've heard the latest, uh, I guess it was the Wall Street Journal that reported that Biden had begged, basically begged on his hands and knees, OPEC and the Saudis to at the very least delay cutting back oil production for 30 days. Now, why 30 days, you say? In 30 days, the midterms will have come and gone. This guy is so pathetic, so deceitful, so despicable, that he begged the Saudis, who gave him double-barrel middle fingers, last summer, beg them to trick us. This is the guy you have leading this country. He begged a foreign country to trick us into voting for people like him. That's sickening. Sickening. And now he's threatening Saudi Arabia. He's threatening them with some vague wording. Oh, they're going to pay for this. Oh, yeah, we're going to get... Yeah, you're not going to do anything. First of all, what did he expect from the Saudis when he called their crown prince a murderer? Now, he may be a murderer, but you don't say that publicly. Biden's a murderer. Biden's a serial killer. We know, for instance, that he's murdered 13 servicemen. We know that. Who, who knows who else he's killed, but he's killed those 13 people. But I didn't hear the crown prince of Saudi Arabia calling Biden a murderer. So if you're dealing with people, and Saudi Arabia is our ally, 
you don't start referring to them as murderers publicly. So he goes over there and gives him a fist bump, and the guy basically gave him a finger. And then gave him double fingers when he, they cut production. Thanks to Biden's economic policies and his absurdity and not developing oil when we have it right here, you want leverage in this world? You develop your own oil. That gives you leverage. It all begins and ends there. The medium, the real median household income under Obama was $61,346. Under Trump, $72,808. Since Biden's taken over in just a year and three quarters, he's dropped it to $70,000 now. You know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that when a liberal is in the White House, this country suffers. Everyone at home suffers. You suffer financially. You suffer every possible way. This time we're suffering internationally. We are an international laughingstock. We have no credibility, no strength. The most stunning thing to me is that China has not invaded us. I don't know what they're waiting for. Our soldiers will bash theirs over the head with a critical race theory book and some sexually perverted books that I'm sure they're required to read just like the kids in fifth grade or kindergarten. It stuns me that they haven't invaded us. But the biggest bombshell of all is this COVID stuff. Well, it's not the, I guess there's so many bombshells going off in this country right now. But this COVID lie that we were told, this ruse that the government created, and there are still people out there who are so damn dumb that they think all of this was real. All of the fear-mongering was correct. All of the people fired from their jobs were fired for good reason. They wouldn't take that vaccination. They didn't protect their neighbors. They had more than 10 people over for Thanksgiving. They had even 15 for Christmas. I'm ratting them out. So the government told you to do. Report your neighbors. And people did. Probably still do. If you don't get this vaccine, it's the vaccine of the, or it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated, says Biden. Folks, no joke. Get the vaccine and you won't get infected. And you'll be protecting your neighbor from getting infected. Why are you so selfish? You want rights, he said. He mocked us for claiming that it's our right not to get this vaccine. Rights, he says. Well, a fellow by the name of Rob Roos, who is a parliament member in the United Kingdom, had this to say after he discovered some unbelievable information. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch prime minister and health minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Even criminal. He's correct, by the way. It is criminal. Biden is a criminal, though. We know that. 
And what he did was criminal with regard to this virus and the threats and firing government employees, dismissing service members. 20,000 ready to get to dismiss today. Now, you, this information that, that this parliamentarian just told you should be worldwide headlines, and it probably is except for here. So he said that he questioned a Pfizer representative, a Pfizer executive, in a hearing in the parliament and asked her directly if this vaccine had been tested for transmission. Here's the exchange. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. She laughed when she said no. Did we test it for transmission? <laughs> no. In other words, no, you fool. Anyone knows that. Except anyone didn't know that. Wuhan Willie O'Talibiden told us that, oh, it's all tested and we won't transmit anything if we get that vaccine. How do you think Novak Djokovic feels right about now when he hears this? The world's greatest tennis player, tennis player banned from entering the United States for the U.S. Open, the premier event other than Wimbledon in tennis. We are an international laughingstock. People mock us. And you know what? They're right. They're 100% correct to mock this shell of a country. We are a joke. You still see these morons wearing masks out there, these imbeciles. I saw a Fox reporter at a news conference yesterday with a mask on. What a jackass. There are people wearing them in their cars with their windows rolled down. And they're the only person in the car. This is how fear-mongering leads to absurd behavior. Dangerous behavior, I would suggest. And it doesn't stop. But there's the truth. That's the bombshell of bombshells. When is the apology tour going to begin from that White House of ours? The apology for lying to you about the pandemic. The apology to the Border Patrol agents on their horses. Now that we've also found out that Mayorkas was aware that these Border Patrol agents did nothing wrong in an email that was sent to him before his news conference where he called these Border Patrol agents racists and that they would pay. And then that Biden said, oh, they'll pay. And yet they didn't do anything wrong. Where's the apology to their families? How do they get their reputations back? We know that Biden doesn't have a reputation worth a damn. We know Mayorkas is a laughingstock. He's an idiot. He's a bold-faced liar. He will lie through his teeth. He doesn't care. Border security says. These guys are racist, he says. What has this clown said ever that was true? You can take all of the past 
administrations slash regimes in some cases in this country's history. Take them all, put them all together, and that includes Clinton and Obama and Bush. Put them all together, and you won't have nearly as many lies as you have had from this regime in two years. Every time they say something to you, it is a bold-faced lie. Dr. Russell Blaylock, an epidemiologist, how many studies regarding the unvaccinated kids were done? You had two studies, uh, uh, fairly extensive, uh, that uh, indicated, yes, that the health of the of the uh, unvaccinated children appear to be significantly better than the vaccinated children, particularly if they go through the entire uh, uh, vaccine schedule, which is quite extensive. I mean, something like 65, 69 uh, injections before age six, which is enormous. An adult wouldn't do that. No, an adult wouldn't do that. Biden wouldn't do that. Harris wouldn't do that. His dumbass Surgeon General wouldn't do that. Two studies about unvaccinated kids versus vaccinated kids. The unvaccinated kids significantly healthier. Not just, hey, they might be healthier. Significantly healthier. But the lying from these creeps didn't begin with Al Gore but it certainly became prominent with Al Gore's fear-mongering, and this is really when the fear-mongering began, 30 years ago when he was saying this kind of crap. We've got local environmental problems, regional problems like acid rain. Now we've got a whole new category of global or strategic problems, which includes the hole in the ozone layer, which now could appear above the United States, global climate change, the destruction of the rainforest at a rate that means they'll be totally gone in another few decades unless we stop the pollution of the oceans and the atmosphere and the like. These represent brand new challenges that call for a new kind of response. Hole in the ozone? There's a hole in your head. The rainforest will be completely gone in the next couple of decades. Well, here we are 30 years later, and last check, they're still here. How's that? This is when the fear-mongering began, but Rush Limbaugh was around back then, and Rush was having none of it. I don't think that there's anything conclusive about what Senator Gore said, with all due respect. I think, for example, there is no ozone hole over the United States. Uh, If we want to get into the detailed discussion of ozone depletion, we can, but... Uh, I, I think, Ted, that there is not a crisis. See, this is the problem I have. I don't think the Earth is fragile. I don't think the ecology is fragilely balanced. And I think that the doomsday industry that is typified by members of the Hollywood acting community who say we've only got 10 years left to save our planet, we've got to act now, there's no way if what these people say is true that we can solve these problems in 10 years anyway. It's budget time in Washington. NASA's being cut. And I think that this, this fright and, and uh, doom scenario is designed to frighten people. Everything in this country today seems to be a crisis. We can't do anything without it being have, uh, having to face it as a crisis. We don't have any time to think about it. Uh, there are as many scientists, uh, maybe even more, on the opposite side of all of these doomsday predictions. And, and I think that that's that needs to be true. Listened. Oh, yes, there are. That, that's not true. If I can right. jump in there, Ted, where the ozone hole is concerned, for example... The linkage between these chemicals, chlorofluorocarbons, and the ozone hole 
is established. There may be one one hundredth of one percent of the scientific community that disputes it. Oh, no, 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 it's far more than that. Uh, Ted, that the environmental movement, as, as fueled by the militants who lead it, uh, I think is the new home of socialism. Carpe diem to rush. Did he predict it or what? That was 30 years ago he predicted it was the new home of socialism. What else did he say that was accurate then and accurate still today? Everything in this country is a crisis. The Republicans are a threat to democracy. Off with their heads. The MAGA Republicans. Off with their heads and their arms. These people are nuts, but they lie. And and I, I make a point out of showing you every day how much they lie. With their own words, not my opinion. It's not even an opinion anymore. It's a fact of life. That if you deal with liberals, you deal with liars. So understand who you're dealing with. It might help you. Heels up Harris, continually saying the border's open. This, or excuse me, the border's closed. The same open border that she refuses to visit. She was just in Austin, Texas. You can't get any closer to the border, but she refused to go. And then she tried to blame the Republicans. Talk about political theater. I mean, playing games with people's lives, like with their lives. I just think it's an absolute dereliction of duty. If you see a problem and if we agree that, that we need to address it, then if you're a leader, participate in a solution, right? When we first came in office, the first bill that we proposed was for a pathway for citizenship was to fix a broken immigration system, which was broken under the previous administration. You liar. You effing liar. There was nothing broken under Donald Trump's administration. Nothing. In fact, for the first time in decades, we actually had control of the border. It wasn't perfect yet, but we had control of it. Dereliction of duty? You, are you talking about yourself? You're the border czar, so appointed by your boss. You haven't visited the border. That would be like saying you're in charge of Walmart security. A year and a half later, you say, have you been to Walmart yet? No. But aren't you in charge of their security? Well, yeah. Same thing. And then blaming Republicans. Leaders lead. Why don't you lead? Wow. People's lives. How about the nasal voice? People's lives are in danger. Who put them there? You did. You and that nitwit that's in the White House. You single-digit IQ people put them in danger. No one else. Tim Ryan is running for the Senate in Ohio. He's a Democrat. This is a guy who's voted every single time with Schumer and the Democrats, but yet he's trying to run as a guy who is distancing himself from Biden and Harris. So at a debate with J.D. Vance the other night, here's what Ryan said about Harris's claim that the border is closed. Is she lying, Tim Ryan? Kamala Harris is absolutely wrong on that. It's not secure. We have a lot of work to do. I'm not here to just get in a fight or just t- toe the Democratic Party line. I'm here to speak the truth. We do have more work to do. A Democrat saying they're here to speak the truth? 
It's kind of funny, isn't it? They are they are comical. I have to give them that. They do make they do crack me up from time to time. He's here to tell the truth. Well, he told the truth about her. But I can promise you this. If this guy were to be elected to the Senate, he would vote 100% with Schumer and with Biden. He's done it all his life. You know, Dana Perino, I always say it's hard to rattle her. It's hard to get her upset. She doesn't get upset about a lot of things. She has been getting upset more and more lately. And she just is startled and baffled by this immigration lie that the Harris-Biden regime keep peddling. The immigration stuff just baffles me. Here you are, the first woman vice president of the United States. You're given the toughest assignment and you take a pass. Mm-hmm. And nothing is going to happen on the border, on immigration reform, until the border is secure. You can't even have the conversation. And for some peculiar reason, they just refuse to deal with it. She was in Austin last week doing a fundraiser uh, on, for, on abortion rights. That, it's, she's literally there, mm-hmm. and she doesn't do anything. Her idea of leadership is to say, the other side needs to come up with a solution. What? That's like the opposite in the dictionary of what leadership is. Leaders propose solutions, or she's in a power to, in a position to convene. You know, that there's power in that, to be able to say, you, you, and you. I want you at the White House on Monday morning, 8 o'clock. We're having a meeting. I'm briefing the president at 10 o'clock. We have to come up with four solutions. Something like, she could do that. Simple things. That's how you run a business. That's how Trump ran the White House. Many of his aides have said since uh, President Trump left the White House that he would solve problems by bringing people in of opposing views and have them debate the issue right in front of him so that he could hear both sides of the story. And then he would make the decision. Who's going to convince me? Give me your best, best argument. That's how you run a business. That's how you're successful. You don't close the other side. You hear what they have to say. Justice Scalia, perhaps the greatest Supreme Court justice of my lifetime, was famous for saying that he always wanted at least one liberal clerk in his office. And his reason was simple. He said, I want to hear the other side's argument in case there are holes in my thinking. Now, that's what is called a justice of the Supreme Court. He wants to arrive at the right decision, but only after he hears both sides. These people, they don't want you to speak, much less listen to you. Listen to you? Are you nuts? But they don't want you to speak. They don't just desire your silence. They're enforcing it. They're conducting midnight raids on your home with the Gestapo, if you dare disagree with them. And if you voice it, you can count on a visit from the FBI Gestapo. They have a Department of Justice who will prosecute you if you dare speak up. I'm telling you right now, this midterm is going to be the biggest blowout in Republican history in terms of victories. I'm convinced that Republicans, conservatives, are not answering any poll questions anywhere, anytime. They're very quiet. They don't go to work and talk politics because they don't want to be ostracized. They perhaps lose their job if their imbecile boss 
is a liberal. Conservatives are just lying back in the weeds, waiting for the election, and that's when they fire their howitzer. And I'm telling you it's going to happen. It makes common sense, doesn't it? Why would a conservative speak up? Why? Does it benefit you in any way? Can it help you? If you answer a poll question honestly as a conservative, can that help you? It can't hurt you. But you'll all be comforted to know that the woman who called Joe Biden a racist during her own presidential campaign bid loves him now. You know, I will tell you, um, first of all, I, I love Joe Biden. And I really do. He is very thoughtful and he is very kind. And, you know, so he is thoughtful about, you know, the American people in terms of the work we've done. And it's been historic work. But what I will say in terms of the interpersonal relationship is he he knows the job and he cares about partnership. He cares about partnership. (laughs) Can you believe that? She loves him. She digs her some Joe Willie. She also digs her some Willie, uh, what was his name? The mayor, I can't remember now. Willie Brown. Willie's big to her. Willie. Joe Biden cares, she said. The guy who cares less about you than perhaps any president in history, other than Obama. Bill Clinton cared more about you than these people do. Biden is an evil, vile excuse for a human being. So much so that Tulsi Gabbard, once the up-and-coming star of the Democrat Party, ran for president, if you recall. And when she ran, she was viciously attacked by Democrats. For what? All Tulsi Gabbard ever had done was be elected to Congress from Hawaii, serve her country in the armed forces, and yet she was destroyed. And it's kept, as she keeps watching the Democrat Party, she came to some real revelations. And then she issued them in a statement that she decided to broadcast. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. 
Carpe Diem Tulsi Gabbard. And it didn't go unnoticed. Newt Gingrich, what do you think about Tulsi leaving the liberals? Uh, and I think when she ran for president, she realized how really isolated she was from the great majority of the Democratic Party, which is now, frankly, a pretty weird party. Uh, we said the same thing happened in a, in a slightly different way in Philadelphia last week, where the former deputy mayor, a Democrat, endorsed uh, Dr. Oz right. to the U.S. Senate and said that Fetterman is just so crazy on crime and so pro-criminal, he couldn't be for him. So I think you're seeing this drift, and we've certainly seen among uh, Latinos, a huge drift towards the Republican Party as they're driven away by the, the weirder policies of the Democratic Party. <laughs> the weirder policies. That's putting it kindly. Now, we're, we all know that they're going to cheat. They're going to try to steal the elections. To re- they're desperate to remain in power. Any rational human being who's a Democrat in Congress right now would say, I know we're going to lose. But they don't say that, if you notice, because they know they're cheating. So if you know you're cheating, you think, we still have a chance. How how much can we cheat? I think the reason they won't be able to overcome it this time is because it's so dramatic against them. It's, a, it's literally a tidal wave. There isn't one person, I'll bet you, there's not one person that you know that thinks this country is headed in the right direction under this regime. I don't even believe these polls. I've told you all along they're skewed 75-25 to the liberals. That's the only reason they're even close. They're just sampling independent nitwits. And by independent, I don't mean independent thinkers. I mean independent of reality. And I don't even think there's that many of them. When they tell you that 38% of people think Biden's done a good job, don't believe it. I think this country is borderline illiterate, but they're not that stupid. No one who's losing money, who's spending about five grand more this year than last year for the same things, thinks this country's in good shape. And if they do, they need to be put away. We can't have lunatics among us when we know they're lunatics. If I ran this country as a dictator, anybody who voted for a liberal would be put away. It's just simple for me, because you're a lunatic the moment you vote for them. You've admitted you're a lunatic. You heard Tulsi Gabbard describe it perfectly. And she wanted to be a Democrat. She was a Democrat her whole life. Now, back when uh, Tulsi was running, old Hildy weighed in on her. Hildy, Hildy viewed her as a threat. Hildy knew that if Tulsi Gabbard continued on the path that she was on, which was a rising star in the Democrat Party, Hildy knew that she would unseat her, so she would not take that lying down. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic (laughs) primary and are grooming her to be the third-party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians. (laughs) I'm going to make a wager. I don't think the Russians even know who Tulsi Gabbard is. Unless they've seen her on Fox in recent months, I don't believe they know who she is. Why would they? Tulsi Gabbard didn't have any power. She was a congresswoman. There's 400-some out of those. So she didn't have any power. 
She's loved by the Russians. She's the one that the Russians, Hillary Clinton was already trying to destroy her career. They're using her. They're grooming her. That's how evil that woman is. And how her thirst for power is never quenched. And the old question that you ask yourself if you're an open-minded person before you vote, are you better off today than you were two years ago? And then a secondary question, is the country better off today than it was two years ago? Are you paying more or less at the gas pump? Are you paying more or less in the grocery store? Are you paying more or less for appliances, for furniture, for clothing? Are you paying more or less for tickets to a baseball game? Never mind that last one. They raise those prices every time they burp. That has nothing to do with it, but the rest of them do. Inflation yesterday came out again, 8.5%. That's an oopsie. But in Biden's weird, demented world, hey, didn't go up. Actually, it did go up a couple of ticks, 0.2. Now, just a few years ago, you heard how Hildy viewed Tulsi Gabbard. But that's not how the media viewed her. The liberal media on CNN, led by Van Jones, couldn't get enough of Tulsi Gabbard. Watch out for the next superstar. There we go. You're talking about off air all the Here we go. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is a rising star in this party. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard should be here tonight. Uh, the reality is we do not have enough young veterans in this party, enough young women in this party, enough people of color in this party. You're considered a rising star in the Democratic Party. You had a position of leadership in the Democratic National Committee. Tulsi's story is really, I think, tailor-made for Hollywood. I half expect Natalie Portman to be vying for the role any day now <laughs> because this story is not to be believed. Tulsi Gabbard, she is going to be the one to watch tonight at the DNC. And Tulsi Gabbard, she's an Iraq War veteran. Yeah. Yesterday she was promoted yeah. from captain to major in the Hawaii National yeah, Guard. So she certainly is a rising star in the the yeah. fact that she's not here yeah, tonight for whatever bad. reason is unfair. I don't know, but in a battle, I want her in my trench. I <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. i tell you what trench I don't want to be in, and that's in one with Anna Navarro. Because I know I'm going to take a bullet in the back. Probably the back of the head of Clinton suicide. So that's how the liberals thought of Tulsi Gabbard just a few years ago. I will guess that you won't hear any of that rosy language directed at Tulsi Gabbard today. If they even mention her, which I doubt, it won't be positive. But they won't mention her. Because the liberal way of doing business is to leave it alone. If it doesn't add up to their favor, we just ignore it like it didn't happen. Hunter's laptop, it didn't happen. Oh, there was Russian collusion, but we were the ones colluding with the Russians. Oh, never mind. Didn't happen. A fake dossier lied to after sworn under oath to the vice court. It was a lie. Nope, we're not covering that either. Didn't happen. Hillary Clinton paid for that fake dossier. Didn't happen. She also scrubbed her server of any... Up, up, up. Didn't happen. She deleted 30,000... Pl- Didn't happen. None of that stuff happened. If you're watching mainstream media... It didn't happen. So if you have liberal friends and that's all they watch, they won't know what you're talking about. Hunter's what? What do you mean laptop? Everybody has a laptop. 
That's what they'll tell you because they don't know what's going on. Even though they've had to admit that the laptop is in existence and it's correct and it's accurate, they did it in a blurb in the New York Times and Washington Post. None of the other networks even said anything about it. They covered it zero. It didn't happen. That's how the media acts. And so with Tulsi Gabbard, she was never a Democrat. What are you talking about? She's never been a Democrat. So it's not news that she left the party. It's not worth covering what she said about the Democrats. I liken Tulsi Gabbard's statement to what Stan Kroenke said about the St. Louis region when he took the Rams to L.A. If you remember, Kroenke said, and I'm paraphrasing, in so many words that the economic future of this region was bleak. And he cited crime as well. Now, Stan Kroenke was 150 gazillion percent correct. And it's been proven to be correct. But instead of examining his statement, the powers that be, the elitists in our area, decided to throw boulders at Stan Kroenke. Let's sue him. Let's call him a liar. Let's do this. And the media, of course, in this town glommed right on. Oh, yeah, there's not an independent media person in this town other than us. And that's not a pat on our back. We win by default. There's not one independent thinker in this town that works in the media. Not one. They couldn't wait to glom on and go after Stan Kroenke. Now, if you ask the media people, what did Stan Kroenke do that you're so upset about? If they were honest or knowledgeable, they would say, well, he exercised his perfectly legal right to move his business to another city. But they'll never tell you that. They'll say, he lied. He was always going to L.A., which is irrelevant. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but it's still irrelevant. We sue him. We'll keep the Rams here. So now Tulsi Gabbard comes along and tells you exactly why she's leaving, in this case, not St. Louis, but the Democrat Party. And the media elites are silent. If they say anything, they'll destroy her. But otherwise, they'll just keep quiet. People in this town, as soon as Stan Kroenke told the truth about the region, uh uh-oh, the attack knives came out. A real city with real leadership would have said, let's step back here for a moment. Is what he's saying right? I mean, we have to admit Stan Kroenke is a very smart businessman. Yes, he married well, but he took her wealth and doubled and tripled it. Could he be right? He's an astute businessman. And yeah, he's right, but he couldn't be righter. He's not just right. The economic future of this area is bleaker than bleak. And nobody does anything about it. He mentioned crime. Did you see the survey that WalletHub conducts for 2022, the safest cities in America? Guess who was the least safe out of all the cities in America? 
Yep, the one that Stan Kroenke said wasn't safe. Out of all the cities in America, Detroit, Chicago, New York, Cleveland, Los Angeles, the least safe is St. Louis. Columbia, Maryland was the safest city. They had a score of 85.99. St. Louis's score was 42.81. Now, what kinds of things do they take into consideration? Plandemic response apparently was one of the things. Natural disasters, we don't have any of those. Crime, traffic accidents, they take all that stuff into consideration. Home and community safety. Financial safety. (laughs) And I guess you could say natural disaster area we probably wouldn't score great in because of the New Madrid fault. If it ever wakes up, we'll have an earthquake. But last. So Kroenke was 100% correct. And the people in this town, eh, let's call them names, throw stones at them, let's even sue them. Tulsi Gabbard's 100% correct in what she said about the liberals. You think the liberals will rise up and say, let's let's examine what she said. Maybe she has some good points. The answer to that, no. Not a chance. Good riddance, Tulsi. Tulsi, could you be clear about your loyalties for us? What kind of person are you, and where do your actual loyalties stand? My loyalties are very clear. I love our country, and I took an oath both as a service member, as a soldier, as well as as a member of Congress to support and defend the Constitution. And that's an oath that I take extremely seriously. And so when you look at this party, the the today's Democratic Party, it's controlled by fanatical ideologues who hate freedom. They despise the Constitution. They actively find ways to undermine our God-given rights enshrined in the Constitution, like freedom of speech. If you say something and I say something that they don't like, instead of saying, you know what, agree to disagree, live and let live in the traditional liberalist kind of way. No, that's not good enough. They will do all that they can to destroy you, silence you, smear you, work with big tech, work with corporate media to actively destroy anyone who dares to even question their agenda. They are against freedom of religion. They are hostile towards people of faith, people who have their own spiritual practice, especially Christians, finding ways to uh, be vindictive, to discriminate, to punish people who happen to exercise that freedom of religion. Boy, is she smart. And she right on it. It's 100% accurate about the, uh, the Democrats. We all know that's what they do to you. They try to destroy you. They want nothing to do with you. It's a sad state in America when a political party that has power can do that to people, do that to the citizens. Without any worry, they don't care. They don't even bat an eye. They don't even bat an eye. Kesh Patel, who's a prosecutor, was a U.S. attorney, was also in the Trump White House, and he, along with Devin Nunes, were investigating 
the dossier, the fake dossier, among other things that the dirty tricksters of Hillary Clinton were up to. And they requested documents from the FBI at one point. The FBI didn't turn over the documents. Now, that's a violation of federal law. It's obstructing an ongoing investigation. And now that James Durham has been in court the last few days examining witnesses, FBI agents, and getting them to admit all of these awful illegalities in the FBI, Cash Patel, as our research assistant found out, is not surprised that the FBI withheld those documents. I would say I'm floored by this, but the FBI corruption, as you, John, and, and Amanda and I have talked about, never seems to amaze me. The Confidential Human Source Corruption Cover-Up Network, as I have called it, is now yet in play again. We proved the dossier was full of garbage, and we proved that the FBI knew it was false information, but they went ahead and lied to a federal court anyway. Now your breaking news shows us the depths that they would go to to falsely corroborate the Steele dossier, which, as you pointed out, shows they didn't have it verified, which we've said the whole time. And more importantly, they were willing to spend a million taxpayer dollars on shoveling political hot garbage through the federal court system just to surveil a political target that would have been totally baseless. It was baseless then. This extra layer adds another reason for Chris Ray's immediate impeachment and the immediate exposure of all these documents. How is Christopher Ray in that job? Clearly he's in that job because Democrats have power. But how even do they put up with this? Do they not realize the way this country has gone for its entire history? That at some point, the Republicans will be back in power. It could easily be next month. In my opinion, it will be next month. But don't they get that? Don't they get that if it's not next month, it'll be another time in history when the Republicans are in charge? Do these imbecile Democrats want that kind of treatment to them? Because that's what they're asking for. They're begging for it. They're begging to have their doors knocked down in the middle of the night by the FBI. Every one of them that's in Congress is begging to be investigated. And they're going to be, by the way. There won't be any Gestapo-like tactics from the FBI. I guarantee you the first day there's a new Republican president, Christopher Wray is out of a job. He's gone. We also know Merrick Garland will be out of a job. He's gone. Here's the kicker, though. While they're both wealthy enough where they won't have to work again, there's no one on this earth that would employ them other than liberal psychopathic law firms or, in Christopher Ray's case, CNN. But they'll have no power ever again. Never. No one would give those people any power. As I said, if... Well, I don't even say if. When William Barr became corrupt in Donald Trump's presidency, I said so. I pointed it out time and time again with examples and evidence and proof that William Barr was a lying, corrupt attorney general. Now, he didn't go as far as Garland's gone. No one has in history. No one's used the FBI to bang people's doors down in the middle of the night that hadn't done anything other than think differently. But William Barr had his own set of issues, and we said so. So why don't the Democrats honestly take a look at this tyrant, this little weasel tyrant, Merrick Garland, 
and force his departure. I was embarrassed by William Barr. I wanted him out. If you're a Democrat, aren't you embarrassed by Merrick Garland? Aren't you embarrassed by this guy? He's a little Nazi, and he looks the part. I dare you to take a picture of Heinrich Himmler and put a picture of Merrick Garland next to him. If you don't think those are twins, then you better help go have your eyes checked, Stevie Wonder. Because I promise you, you'll get that same feeling I did. A chilling feeling. This little Nazi Merrick Garland is looks like Himmler and speaks like the weasel that he is. But because he has power, Democrats just sit back. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with Merrick Garland. Well, we didn't sit back when there's plenty of things wrong with William Barr. Right now, the Democrats are counting on Republicans continuing to be spineless like they've always been. That once they get in power, they won't do anything worthwhile. We can only pray that that's not true. Biden thinks it's true. Biden and Jake Tapper sat down for an interview the other day. It it is kind of laughable when Jake Tapper interviews someone. That guy. Yep, that's right, Jake Tapper, that guy. He's such a coward. He likes to talk a big talk, but he doesn't walk the walk at all. So he gets Biden and never asked him one question, one question, not one question about the southern border. (laughs) I mean, I know the ass-kissing is required, but couldn't you at least ask the question in an ass-kissing kind of way? He didn't even ask the question. And when Biden, I saw a a, a wide shot of the two of them and a two-shot, Biden dropped his little cheat sheet. Jake Tapper jumps up and picks it up for him. So Jake Tapper's his little servant. He should have said at the same time, would you like me to wash your feet while I'm down here? So here's Biden's question during the interview. Biden actually asked this question. What's the Republican platform to run? What are they running on? What are they for? The first thing they say they're going to do is get rid of the Inflation Reduction Act. And so what's that do? They're going to raise drug prices, raise medical costs again, be sure that we're going to no longer be able to have the ability to have tax credits for weatherizing your home, saving money. I mean, I don't know what they're for. (laughs) The little bobblehead tapper. Right. You don't know what they're for. Did you listen to Kevin McCarthy's? Not contract with America, but commitment to America. Did you hear the points that they raised in there? There's plenty of things they're running for. The question is, will they follow up? But if you don't know what they're running for, you're just as demented as you actually are. The first thing they're going to do is get rid of the infl- infl- Inflation Reduction Act. Well, that's because the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't reduce inflation, asshat. But what it does do is create 87,000 more FBI agents to harass everybody. That's right. The Republicans are going to get rid of that. You figured that out? Good for you. I'm surprised you didn't say they want abortion uh, banned forever, which would be another lie. No one's ever uh, said that abortion should be banned at the federal level because it can't be. It's unconstitutional, and the Supreme Court was 100% correct for the hundredth time. So Biden's a little confused as to what the Republicans are running on. No one else is confused about it. 
Republicans will restore energy dominance to this country. They've made that clear. You know how they're going to do that? Real simple. They'll just restore all of Trump's policies. So there's plenty of things they're going to do. But Biden's clueless, which isn't surprising. Josh Hawley talked about what he believes is the top priority for Republicans if they get back power. Republicans need to get serious about rooting out this corruption. It has got to be priority number one. By the way, Congress can start with itself. You want to talk about not doing self-dealing? How about Congress pass an actual stock trading ban, which is what I propose? If Republicans want to lead on this issue, this ought to be something that they run on. This ought to be something that we pledge to do. I've introduced the legislation. Let's get it done. And once we ban stock trading among members of Congress, let's turn to DOJ. Let's turn to the FBI. Let's have a top-to-bottom review of what's going on at these increasingly corrupt agencies. It is time to give this government back to the American people. Yeah, I agree with all of that except the priority. I don't agree that the first thing is to look, look at Congress itself and ban their illegal insider trading bullshit. That should be on the list. But the first thing on the list is to go after these bastards. Their insider trading doesn't hurt me. It enriches them, but it doesn't hurt me. The rest of the things they do hurts me. So go after those things first. The corruption is number one, number two, and number three. Now, how do you root out corruption in Washington? Well, one way is to do what Trump started to do, and that's not to fill vacant positions. He didn't fill some 20,000 job openings in Washington because they were unnecessary. These are all redundant, by the way. Assistant to the deputy to the deputy's deputy. Do we really need that person? If you go through the the job titles in, in Washington, you will find stuff like that all over the place. Assistant Deputy Secretary. If there's a Deputy Secretary, why does the Deputy Secretary, who's the assistant to the Secretary, need an assistant to the Deputy? That kind of crap should be eliminated immediately. And once that starts happening, and a lot of these bozos are leaving Washington by the thousands because they're no, 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 need, they're no longer needed, then you start to drain the swamp. But it's a murky swamp. Mittens Romney, for instance, how do you drain him? Got to wait for election to come up. Do you know that he's the only senator, Republican senator, who hasn't endorsed the re-election of Mike Lee? Mike Lee is a senator from Utah. Mittens Romney is the other senator from Utah. The only guy that hasn't endorsed Mike Lee. Mike Lee was the first member of the Tea Party that came out publicly and endorsed Mittens Romney for president. Do you need to know anything more about Mittens Romney and what a scumbag he is? And I blame the people of Utah because you should have known. By the time he ran for the Senate out there, we knew what he was. Remember, he was busy trashing Donald Trump during the campaign in 2016, but then was one of the first ones to get on his knees and beg like the pathetic coward that he is for a job. His ego couldn't take it. And when Trump kicked him in the ass and said, get the hell out of here after making a monkey out of him, what did Romney do? He runs to Utah and says, hey, I'm a Utah guy. I'm a Mormon. Elect me. He's no more Mormon or Utah guy than I am. He's one of the great frauds of the 21st century. And yet, Utah elected him. So there's a lot of things Republicans need to do, Josh Hawley. Number one is corruption. Get rid of it. 
And while you're tackling that, tackle inflation. Shouldn't be hard. Simply return to the same policies of Donald Trump. And then we'll be fine. And then why anybody would vote for a liberal again for the rest of time is beyond me. But Republicans being Republicans, they'll shoot themselves in both feet at some point and allow the door to open for the destruction of the country again. They're coming close to destroying it this time completely. This is as close as they've come. They've inflicted a Nazi regime on the American people. That's the first time that's happened. They've made up a bogus, fear-mongering pandemic to see how far you'd go in allowing them to control you. And you went a lot further than they thought you'd go. They didn't think you'd, they, that you'd roll over on your back and say, scratch my belly with a vaccine, but you did. Unbelievable. Biden thinks he's gotten a lot done, by the way. <laughs> he's got a lot done, all right, if you count the ruination of America, not only domestically, but internationally. But here's what he thinks. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Trump. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got more done. Good God. What is this liar talking about? What did I tell you? He's just a prolific liar. The overwhelming vast majority of American people agree with what he's got done. No, they don't. 80% of the American people that are polled, and this is a liberal poll, think the country's going in the wrong direction under you. Where do you come up with this? I know where. You just lie. You make it up. He makes it all up. Not a joke. Do you ever get the idea that when people continue to say, not a joke, I really mean this, seriously, folks, that they don't really mean it, that it is a joke, and that's him. Now, you're probably scratching your head out there thinking, boy, he's talking about all the things he's accomplished, that no president in recent times has gotten more done than him. How can you even say that? My God, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, for that matter, George W. Bush, with regard to securing the country. So what have you passed, Wuhan Willie? We passed $368 billion worth of help, which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. Well, what is it? A billion, a trillion, a million? He said them all. See if you can decipher this. We passed $368 billion worth of help, which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines <laughs> in investment. <laughs> Do you think anyone around the world watching that thinks, phew, boy, there's a guy to fear? So he's telling you, look what we've got done, and then he can't tell you what he's gotten done. Huh. And he makes figures up. He knows He knows Jake Tapper's never going to call him on it. Ever. 
Now, keep in mind that just the other day, Biden, the chameleon, and I'm, I'm telling you, this is all. These are all the lies that this guy tells. The other day, he told us he was Puerto Rican because he grew up in the overwhelming Puerto Rican neighborhood in Delaware. Of course, there isn't one. There never was one. At the time, Biden was growing up and running for Senate his first time. I know it seems like a hundred years ago, but it's just fifty years ago. The largest segment of Puerto Ricans in Delaware was 0.39%. So there was no Puerto Rican neighborhood for Biden to grow up in. But while he wasn't, uh, while he was taking time off from being a Puerto Rican, he wanted you to know he was also Jewish. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did Saturday and on Sunday. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm not. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm not. Where was he in Texas? He had to say y'all. So there's another phrase that indicates he's lying. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm not. (laughs) I'm a Jew. But I thought you were a Catholic. So to recap, Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren is an Indian. Heels Up Harris is Jamaican, but now she's black. Biden is Puerto Rican, Catholic, and Jewish. (laughs) I know it's hard to keep up. Follow me for more life tips. I'll keep it up for you. But I'll I'll keep track of them. But it is hard. It does get confusing. So when he's not time, when he's, when he's taking time off from being Puerto Rican, he's Jewish. When he's taking time off from being Jewish, he's Catholic. And no matter what time it is, he's lying. Biden was asked, are we in a recession? Here's another lie. No. Look, they've been saying this now how every, every six months they say this. Every six months, they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't. There, there has. There is no. There's no guarantee that they're going to. Be, I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. Thanks for that explanation. Because when he said, "If there was, there'd be a very slight, very slight recession," I was thinking, "Gosh, what does that even mean?" And then he said. In other words, it would move down slightly. Thank you. I was trying to figure out what slightly meant, but then he told us. God, thank you, Joe. And he says, they, I don't know who they is, they say there's a recession every six months. No, there's a recession every six minutes. That's what we say. We say it every six minutes because there's one that's ongoing. He says he's seen no evidence of it. Of course, that's a lie too. Everyone knows the Definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of non-GDP growth. We've had that. Recession. Now, I don't fuss over words because they don't mean anything to me. I don't particularly care if we're in a recession or not. That's not the issue for me. I just know that if we're not, it's better for me. If we are, it's worse for me. Call it whatever you want. Things are bad. Financially terrible for people. So he can sit there and fuss over the word, oh, no, we're not in a recession. I don't care. You know what I care about? When I went and filled my gas tank up yesterday. I didn't stop and say, gosh, I wonder if we're in a recession. I said, ouch. And if we are, it'll just be very slight. In other words, it'll go down slightly. (laughs) Oh, good God, this man. 
But he's not done lying. No. Anytime he speaks, you can almost think of it as story time with your lying uncle. Here's another lie that he told about his house fire. Remember the other day he was talking about that. And then he decided to double down on it. Now he claims that the whole house was engulfed in smoke and flames. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle anybody got out. The truth is, the Associated Press reported it and reported it accurately when it happened. They said it very simply. Lightning struck the home of Senator Joseph Biden, starting a small fire that was contained in the kitchen. No one was injured. But here's what Biden said. Uh, generating thick black smoke, literally, literally that of those proportions. And from the basement to the third floor, the attic, Everything was ruined, and the kitchen floor, we almost lost a couple firefighters, they tell me. They? Who's they? He's always quoting the mysterious they. They tell me we almost lost a couple of firefighters. You did? In a small kitchen fire that was contained in 20 minutes? You almost lost a couple of firefighters? What'd they do? Trip over some of your important uh, things that you've stolen and you were going to kill them? be the only way you could almost lose a couple of firefighters in a kitchen fire. Even the New York Times ran a headline just yesterday. Biden, storyteller-in-chief, spins yarns that often unravel. Now, I don't call them spinning yarns. I don't call them stories. I call them lies. You want to hear another one? Sure you do. Last summer, Biden went to Saudi Arabia. We all know why. He went there to beg for oil production to be increased so that the gasoline prices here would come down and he would look better based on his sorry-ass energy policy here. The crown prince, while fist-bumping this jackass, no doubt was laughing under his robes, thinking he's getting nothing and he's going to like it. And so Biden goes away empty-handed and now tries to spin that into another lie. By the way, let's get straight why I went. I didn't go to one about oil. I went about making sure that we made sure that we weren't going to walk away from the Middle East and what was going on. I went there to make sure that we weren't going to walk away from the Middle East. What? We decide that. You don't have to go to Saudi Arabia to make sure. The Saudis don't care what you do. What an effing liar. Of course you went there to beg for oil. The Saudis even said that you were there for that. What he didn't count on was the Saudis who hate him. He called them a murderous regime. The Saudis were only too quick to tell the world why Biden was there and how they rejected him. And now how he's begging to delay the stoppage of oil production until the midterms are over. And the Saudis let that one out. That little whopper. But he wasn't done lying because he's Joe Biden. So then he went to Colorado. And he uses the rustic Colorado mountainous background to make it look like he's Joe Tough Guy. And somehow or another, and God only knows why, he mentioned Bo Biden again. This time, and this is where I said at the top of the show today, I owe everyone an apology. Because as it turns out, Bo Biden did die a decorated war veteran. Joe says so. 
Just imagine, I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. <laughs> Do you hear what he said before? He told that whopper that Bo lost his life in Iraq. He said, I mean this sincerely. Here, you may have missed it. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Bo Biden, for the 17 millionth time, lost his life here in the United States to brain cancer, tragic though it may be, but it wasn't a death in Iraq. And he lost his life while he was running for re-election as attorney general, as I recall. He was nowhere near Iraq. I, I mean, I, and, and you will not hear a single word mentioned on liberal media about that. If you're a gold star parent, or if you're just a veteran, don't you want to beat the crap out of him when he says something like that? He's such an effing liar. Your son did not die in any kind of war or on any foreign soil. I don't care how many times you say it, it isn't so. Turns out I'm not the the one who was wrong. Turns out you're a serial liar. You effing degenerate. All these people, every time you see one of them on one of these Tunnel for Towers commercials to try to get people to donate to that wonderful cause, lost their arms, lost their legs, lost both. And this bastard wants to convince everybody that his son's a war hero and died as one on the field of battle. Where was he, Little Bighorn? That'll be next. What a degenerate. That's all you can say about this guy. He's the degenerate president. Not the illegitimate president, the degenerate. We've got a pedophile who consistently embarrasses and humiliates veterans by claiming what a war hero his son Bo was. I'm starting to believe that Bo was the only decent person in that family. But he wasn't a war hero that died on the field of battle. Dasha Burns might be a war hero that died on the field of battle because she works for NBC News. And so rather than toe the line of the liberal lies that they tell on a daily basis, they should just call it the nightly lies with Lester Holt, not the nightly news. But she interviewed Uncle Fester uh, Fetterman. Now, Fetterman required a setup and a hookup where he could have a laptop and read like a teleprompter the words in her question while she's sitting five feet away from him. I guess he doesn't understand that by doing that, he's admitting that he's compromised mentally due to a stroke. Why else would you want that? But she wasn't going to let it sit there. She decided to become a journalist. Lickety split. I would would assume at some point before she sat down for this interview, she told herself, I'm going to be a real journalist. I'm going to ask the right questions. My bosses at NBC be damned. If they want to fire me, fire me. Go ahead. Because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. I always thought I was pretty empathetic uh, 
uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Yeah. I, I was... You say you're on the road to full recovery, but right now voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? Well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways. When our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve and to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide, you know, if they think that it's it's really the issue. Carpe quadruple diem to Dasha Burns. God, did she press him, and he answered with lies. How about him saying, well, being in front of thousands and thousands of people. Did you go to a Trump rally? He must have gone to a Trump rally and thought it was his own. That stroke really is having an effect on him. I'm at at my own rally. I don't know who that orange-haired guy is up there speaking, but this is my rally. Thousands and thousands of people. This guy hasn't spoken in front of 10 people yet. I saw a bizarre background yesterday where it looked like he was in some prison house. This old, ugly brick wall around him on each side. It was closed in. It looked like he was being held captive. Just like he's trying to hold the people of Pennsylvania captive. Thousands and thousands of people. How about him? He couldn't come up with the word empathetic, emphatic, emphatic. And then he says, you see, that's the stroke. Thank you. Thank you for the evidence. First, you have to have a teleprompter to to transcribe her questions because you can't understand her. Was she speaking pig Latin? And then you can't even come to the conclusion of what the word is you're trying to say. And then you imagine in your dream world Thousands and thousands of people that have come to listen to you speak. He wears that hoodie. Maybe he should pull it up over his head because he's getting too cold on the noggin. It's freezing his brain. What a bizarre person that guy is. Hannity has offered... Two hours on his radio show and an hour on his television show for this guy to come on. And he won't go on. His claim somehow is that Hannity is too much of a Republican. So? So what? If some liberal invited me on their show, do you know how fast I would go? I would go so fast. I would relish the challenge of debating them and making them look like the true chimpanzees that they are. That would be almost sexual, wouldn't it? But Fetterman, oh, Sean Hannity's mean. I can't go on there. I'm a functioning moron. Now, all the lies you've heard here from all these liberals and all these candidates, all liberals, now you hear Katie Hobbs. This is the... Chick who's running for governor in Arizona who lies for a living. 
Carrie Lake is destroying her and will destroy her. But Project Veritas got a hold of Katie Hobbs and her campaign people, and it, it amazes you how these people are this stupid, that they would say the things they do. But Joe Wolf is her head political consultant. Joe Wolf is riding along with a Project Veritas reporter when the Project Veritas reporter notices an AR-15 in the car. Now, Katie Hobbs is all for banning guns. A ban assault weapons. Here's that exchange. Is that an AR-15? That is an AR-15. Easier to fire than a handgun. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of scary. That's why it's scary. Would Katie support something like an assault weapons ban? If she could. Yeah, I mean, that, the problem is that's a federal issue, right? There's nothing she could do about it. Right. At least immediately, right? It's like kind of advocating for it publicly, which is really more impactful once you're governor. Wow. This lying fraud has AR-15s and then won't support an assault on AR-15s unless she gets to carry hers. How about the guys, the, the reporter saying, that's scary, and the guy goes, that's why it's scary. And thank, thank, thank him for pointing out, as any spokesman for an AR-15 would, that it's easier to fire than a handgun. He bragged about it. Tell you, this is what these people are all about. They don't want you to have a gun, but they'll have theirs. J.D. Vance was debating Tim Ryan in Ohio the other night. This is a a big Senate seat that's up for grabs. And this idiot, Ryan, kept trying to paint J.D. Vance as some sort of an abortion king and wants every baby and the world to be born with no exceptions. As I said, I've struggled with that, that theory of no exceptions. But J.D. Vance had had enough of it. And then, then they were talking about the rape of the 10-year-old girl. And they're talking about the border and how unsecure it was. And somehow or another, Vance in painting, excuse me, uh, Ryan in painting Vance as this abortion king, ne- neglected to understand Who raped this 10-year-old girl? J.D. Vance made it clear. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congressman Ryan, they talk about this all the time. The thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien. Somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. Carpe diem, J.D. Vance. Talk about getting your ass handed to you. This 10-year-old girl never would have been raped had you done your job on border security. These illegal aliens would be, of course, we're led to believe these illegal aliens are choir boys, aren't we? They're just here for an opportunity, a good job, a free cell phone, free meals, free lodging. Let's go rape their women. She's not even a woman, 10 years old. Now, Bernie Sanders, of all people, the communist, understands that abortion should not be the focus of the campaign for these stupid-ass liberals, but they're not listening to him. I think the Supreme Court's decision was an outrage. It has to be an important issue in this campaign, but it cannot be the only issue. Poll after poll 
shows what everybody understands to be true. Working people are hurting. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about inflation. Yes, they are. But that doesn't stop these people. They only see abortion as their green light to go. They think somehow that's going to affect the election. It's not. I mentioned at the top of the show this law that the great hair gel governor Newsom signed last week essentially saying that if you're a doctor in California and you publicly espouse a viewpoint on COVID that is different from the state, you can be, uh, well, debarred, disbarred would be the legal term in, in the law profession, but in California they'll revoke your medical license. Try to swallow that for a moment. If you speak your mind, your opinion, in fact, in, case, in these cases it's true, it's accurate, and it's different from the state, they'll take your medical license away. So they haven't stopped at soldiers or government workers losing their jobs for not being vaccinated. Now they're taking away your medical license for having an opinion. Isn't that what doctors do? Don't you go see a doctor for his opinion on what's wrong with you? Have you ever heard the phrase, I think I'll get a second what? Altogether class. Opinion. But in California now, if a doctor expresses his opinion and it's different from the state, you'll no longer be a doctor. Dr. Human Hamedi, a doctor in California, who decides what the misinformation is. Well, according to this law, AB 2098, that Gavin Newsom signed into law recently, he does. His state medical board, which is run by a trial lawyer, does. It's not a panel of physicians. It's not a panel of peer-reviewed journal experts. It's not a panel of people who were elected by the citizens for this purpose. And it's certainly not a predefined list of medical facts that's been vetted against the literature. It's whatever they want it to be, and it can change. It's like having a speed limit that changes every day and isn't posted, and you just have to guess what it is. It's impossible to follow. Can you imagine? That's what we're dealing with. It's impossible to follow. He's right. It is impossible to follow. Who comes up with this stuff? Communists? Nazis? That is Nazi-esque, isn't it? You disagree with the state? You'll never practice medicine again. Not in our state. And who decides that? Some Harvard-educated doctor from their medical school who's been around for 35 years practicing medicine? No. Some guy who overdoes it with hair gel. That's who decides. (laughs) That's worse than Fauci. Fauci, if Fauci was the guy who was deciding, you'd say, oh, my God, you're kidding me. That's horrible. But it's worse than Fauci. It's unbelievable. Well, I'm going to help you out. Why don't I help you out? With your greatest investment of all, your home. Your home's always going up in value. And what protects your home? Your roof. If your roof has a problem, it's like if mom is happy, the family's happy. If your roof is problematic, your house is in trouble. Zycan Exteriors can come out and give you a free, free 
damage inspection. Now, they've done it for me. They've done it for tons of our listeners and friends of mine. And you can get peace of mind that way. And in this particular instance, peace of mind doesn't cost you anything. It's free. A free damage inspection. All you have to do is call them. 636-345-6873. 345-6873. If you're calling from the east side, it's 618-806-6911. 806-6911. Now, they've been around since 1949, so they're not going anywhere. They're not like the fly-by-night operators who come into your neighborhood when there's a storm, boom, 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 knock on your door. Hey, we'll give you a cheap roof. You think that you should think to yourself, well, do I even need it, a roof? Just because there was a storm? Can you give me a free damage inspection? No, no, you just need a new roof. Okay? If you fall for that, in a couple of weeks when it's leaking, you're going to call them and say, hey, come back out here and repair this. You said it was solid. But you won't get an answer. Because they're gone to the next town. Zycan Exteriors, 40, 1949, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. The storm damage experts will come out and take care of you. They did for me, 636-345-6873, 618-806-6911. And if you don't have anything wrong with your roof, they'll tell you. They've told a ton of people that. I did have something wrong, and I was very happy that I'd called them. I will take a break. The phone lines are open for you as we come back, 636-538-0746. We're back right after this. For people who 
We welcome you back in on this Thursday morning. Kevin Slayton with you on Kevin Slayton of the Window World, Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. We're glad you're around. We're glad you're having fun. We hope you enjoy getting the unvarnished truth every morning. With no punches pulled, backed by facts and evidence, we're always doing it that way. It's the smartest way to do it. And that's why we can talk about Jordan Krugman and medical health insurance because it's backed by facts and evidence. What Jordan Krugman does for his clients, I have facts and evidence. Immediately write this down. Here's his phone number, 314-602-4055, 602-4055. You can look him up at thehealthinsuranceguy.net, thehealthinsuranceguy.net. Now, it doesn't matter if you're getting close to Medicare or if you just want health insurance and you're younger, whether it's for you as an individual, for your family, for your small business, he can do it all. Small business, for example. Let's say you own a small business. Jordan has saved small businesses tens of thousands of dollars while improving the coverage for the employees. Usually when you improve something, it costs more, right? He's able to improve the coverage and cost a lot less. So if you're the business owner and you have an employee, a top salesman, he's being wooed by another company with a package of benefits, you're not going to lose him now because you've got Jordan Krugman in your corner. You get to keep your top employees because you're going to have a great benefits plan. But if it's just you or me, he's my insurance guy, by the way, the first thing he wants you to understand is get away from Obamacare. Don't do it, and if you did it, let's get you out of it. Because it can't help you. A catastrophic disease or something, it's the only time Obamacare will ever pay for anything that you do. Your deductibles are so high, your monthly premiums are so high, it'll bankrupt you if you're involved in it. There was a father of a girl who called us one day and he said, my gosh, my daughter was about to get on Obamacare and when I heard you talk about Jordan, we called Jordan and now she's happy as can be with a wonderful insurance plan. He can do any insurance appointments by virtual Comfort of your own home. That's the way to go. He's licensed in 24 states, including Missouri and Illinois. Never any broker fees. He's not an insurance agent for a company. He's a broker. So he can meet with you, figure out how much you can afford on a plan, what kind of a plan you need, put the two together, and then shop it around for you and get the best deal. Can it be any better? No, it really can't. It's perfect. I love that. That's what I love about them. My family, my friends, listeners of the show, all have made that call, and they're glad they did. And I'll let you know if you're approaching uh, Medicare, this is something that you want to pay attention to as well. Call Jordan right now because you're no doubt getting all kinds of mail, sales literature. You don't want to deal with it. It's confusing. Throw it away. Call Jordan. 314-602-4055. Jordan Krugman gets the Slayton Guarantee. All right, Cleo is with us. Hello, Cleo. Hey, how you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. A lot better than I was yesterday. Yeah, I'm sorry if you were ill. I didn't know what happened. A little bit of a sore throat. All right. Well, I'm glad it's better today because the vocal cords are letting it all out today. We're cooking today. (laughs) Hey, listen, man. I'm surprised at you. You talked about the Fetterman and the dark dungeon-like appearance behind them. You didn't know what that was, Kevin? Come on now. <laughs> Help me out. It's, it's the Adams family. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I saw a picture yesterday 
of the Adams family on some social media site. And I was, I just started <laughs> laughing because it's, it's so clear. These people are actual characters out of that show. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make the, the Republicans need to make some funny commercials and then, then and then say they didn't make them. I mean, there's so much humor you could put in here. As I said earlier, they are comical. They're comical characters. You know, we've got the cartoon buffoon in the White House. He's a cartoon. You could do so much with this. I mean, I would love to be in charge of a campaign right now of a Republican. Well, well, Gutfeld does some of it. They they have some humorous stuff on. They mock Biden pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does. Anyway, but I'll tell that's you what it was. Uncle, Uncle, of- Uncle Fester in the Adams Family Home. You know what, Cleo? Uh, uh, this is the truth. We need more shows on TV like the Adams Family. Those were fun <laughs> shows to watch. I still go back and watch them all the time. Yeah, these shows nowadays, I don't want this crap. Man, oh, man, I just. No, it's just all I just stupid watch stuff. The old shows. Yeah, it's all stupid stuff. I mean, television, stupid we're stuff. supposed to be entertained, you know. Uh, that, that's what we want. We want to be entertained. Now that now I see Jake Tapper interviewing Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that somehow he's got some new movie coming out, this futuristic movie, but it talks about all the political issues of the day. Woo, that's what I want to do. Let me watch a show that does that. Yeah, Jake Tapper's a jackass. He is a complete jackass. Boy, does he love himself, though. Woo! And, and listen, this, this all this abortion, uh, going after the preachers for abortion protests, and 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 they allowed Kavanaugh's house to be protested against. Yeah. This was all retribution to the Supreme Court's decision. That's exactly what it, it is. So it was retribution. They, they will take retribution against you for simply having the difference of opinion. They've shown that with the Supreme Court. Now they're showing it in California with the the medical bullshit, and that's exactly what it is. Can you imagine? By the way, two doctors have already sued the state over this. So that that will never be the law. And thank God for people, for courts that will understand, how dare you tell a doctor he can't give his opinion if it's different than yours? You're not even a doctor, by the way. Yeah, I don't think the courts allow it either. It's such liberal arrogance on parade, I tell you. It really is. I mean, think about, think about the arrogance you have to have to say, let's say I'm a, a postal, uh, I'm a mailman and, and, and some guy who, um, I don't know, is a, is a is a doctor and he's going to tell me how to do my job he doesn't know the first thing about what goes into sorting the mail putting the mail together doing this or that but he's going to tell me he's going to be the guy that passes judgment on me it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard of in my life we've got some political greaseball who's going to tell the doctors (laughs) (laughs) he's going to tell the doctors what they can and can't say the 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 level of arrogance on liberals is non-stop and it will never stop as long as the media sticks along with them. And that will go forever. But we can fight them back, and the only way to fight them back is through the election box. And we have to regain, I hate to say the word power, but we have to regain majority. And then we have to get the White House. Because if we don't, this country is, there won't be a country to save anymore. There won't be a country to save anymore. You're right. And, and I wish I could share your optimism on the midterm election, but I, I think they're going to concentrate their cheating in the key states. Yes, they are. You're completely correct there, but I have confidence this time that the Republicans are on notice, and if they're not, there's no one else to blame. You know, they got to have cameras and tape recorders and everything, uh, getting getting this cheating online. They should just them. they should just contract Project Veritas to monitor the cheating. 
Exactly. They seem to be able to find out a lot of stuff that the mainstream media doesn't want to be interested in. Yeah, and I love your characterization of the way the media uh, doesn't cover things. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I love that. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Oh, it didn't happen. just didn't happen because we didn't cover it, so it couldn't have happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's unbelievable, and yet they're so arrogant. You're right, Cleo, what you said earlier. It all comes back to their arrogance. They know that they can get away with it because, uh, in the media's case, they're the ultimate arbiter of what they cover. In the politicians' case, they can get away with it because they know the media covers for them, the liberals. Don't try to get away with anything if you're a Republican, though. Don't even try to get away with stealing a stack of gum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the liberals have what I call superiority complexes. Yeah, they do. And they really believe it. They've really taken to believing it. Yeah, I I wonder, you know, this Tulsa Gabbard uh, repudiating the Democratic Party was – she was on there for about five minutes. I saw it on Fox anyway. I mean, it was a beautiful repudiation. Did CNN or MSNBC even put that on? I bet they didn't. I'll guarantee they did not. And it gets back to what I said earlier. If they even mention her, they will destroy her. But they probably won't mention her at all because they want to pretend it didn't happen. The the same woman that they were singing the praises of as the up-and-coming star of the Democrat Party just four years ago – they want you to believe doesn't exist. I mean, I mean, it was a, it was a perfect statement, and it should have been on on the news completely. And I'm gonna check MSNBC and CNN and see if they did put it on. My guess is no, because they don't want you to know that. Uh, yeah. In fact, I would bet good money on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, there's, there's no limit to. to what they're doing in California, trying to limit the doctors like that, that's really ridiculous. I've never heard anything like that. I, when I first read that story, honestly, I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody was – I looked at the calendar. Is it April Fool's Day? And it turns out it's not. It's just Liberal Fool's Day, which is every day. Yeah, what the, what the liberals do, the, the instances of this chutzpah are occurring more, more and more every day. And more and more every single day. And it gets, you know what? I said that they took this COVID out for a test drive to see how much they could control us. Even they were surprised by how easy it was. And don't mm-hmm. think that they won't be emboldened by that, just as they are every day by the media not holding them accountable. No one holding them accountable for that matter. Yeah. If you're a journalist and you've got a sense of honesty about me, about yourself, how can you keep protecting these people? It's ridiculous. That That is the unbelievable thing. You've, you've got to be able to. Look at yourself in the mirror at some point and say, "What's wrong with me?" And I tell, I tell you again, I know I've spoke on this before, and I sound like a broken record, but I smell pot now every day riding around the streets. Every day it's coming from some somebody's car, and it's going to get worse. It is going to get you talk, worse. You talk about moral decay. You know, if this is commonplace, what are, the kids are going to pick up on. Well, it's like I read, uh, or I didn't read, I heard uh, an expert in drug addiction the other day say that not everyone who smokes pot, of course, ends up addicted to cocaine or fentanyl or or something of that nature. Uh, But he said anyone who does those heavier drugs started out with pot. No one just starts out with the top-line drugs. They start out smoking pot. Absolutely. It's the moral decay of this society, I'm telling you. And the final thing is, you know, I used to think that the, the liberals or Democrats would do everything. However, they're already murdering. 
because Biden's allowing the fentanyl to come across here. 100,000 kids are dying, and he's doing nothing about it. He's allowing it to happen. So he, he's evil, man. He's, a, he's, he's Might as well be sticking knives in people. Oh, yeah. He's as evil as they get, trust me. There's no question. I mean, Anytime they try to portray these liberals as caring people, that's when I laugh the hardest. And when you see that I mean, she-devil get up there in front of a camera, Pelosi, and talk, and the anger and the bitterness and the hatred she has for everybody, you know what they're like. Yeah, you, you know what they say, three or four hundred people a day are dying of this, Kevin. That's terrible. And some looter or something gets shot in, in Philly or something. One, one black fella gets shot or something, and it's the national news. Oh, yeah. I get sick of it. It's it's unbelievable. And now two cops got killed this morning, I saw, just before we came on the air. So, you know, it's, it's again, ever since Obama declared all-out war against the police, policemen and women have not been safe on the streets. It's a fact. It's terrible. And, and, and St. Louis would be the most vicious city in America. How about that? What a disgrace. The, least, a disgrace. The, the least safe city, the most dangerous city in America, St. Louis. We lost out on murders. The other, the other week because New Orleans overtook us, but we rebounded well. We're now the least safe city in America. So at least we got a number one ranking in something. And and shame on shame on the black people in, in Ferguson for rioting. I, I feel shame as being a black man, what they're doing. Did you see that man was there? I, I haven't seen anything new. What, what are they doing now? The Walmart in Ferguson. Oh, I, I missed this. What happened? Well, there, there, there was a fight between two... Uh, separate groups, and they, they were, you know, they, they, they tore the store apart, Kevin. Oh, my God. Take a, take a look at KMOV News or whoever. Yeah, see, I don't watch local news. I don't watch any local news. It's hard because, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I just, but, I just can't. And so I, that's how I miss that. But, I, you know, you're right. Shame on them. Shame on them for what they did when Michael Brown was uh, involved back in 2000-whatever-it-was, 15 or whatever. Shame on them for that. I mean, you know, the, the nothing. The, the police officer did nothing wrong. He he removed a thug from society who tried to kill him. Well, come on, Kevin. He was a gentle giant. The gentle giant. The gentle giant. We saw the video of that. How gentle he was with that little bitty guy that ran the convenience store. We saw that. The gentle giant. Yeah, I knew when it came out on the news reports. The first came out. I was with some friends of mine. A couple of them are liberals. That. First thing they said was those damn cops, those damn cops. Unbelievable, isn't it? You know, my first thought when I heard, I remember, I remember hearing about that. And my first thought was, oh, they're going to blame the cop, <laughs> and and of course they are. And then you got oh, good old good old Al Sharpton getting involved in all those morons, Benjamin Crump, that dastardly human being. I'm telling you, if this trial of that officer would have taken place nowadays. They'd have convicted that guy. You are correct. You are correct. You could not be writer if your name were Righty Reitenstein. That is exactly I'm, true. And I'm, Darren Wilson should be Obama and his Eric Holder. Oh, you know they couldn't find anything wrong. That but shows nowadays you, they that, would find it wrong. That shows you how innocent this cop was. Eric Holder unearthed every stone to try to find some dirt on this cop, and he couldn't do it. So that tells yeah. you how good the cop was. But you're right; they ruined his life. He's no longer a police officer, last I heard. Uh, his wife was also a police officer. They both left the area. I believe they went down to southern Missouri. And I don't know what they're doing now, but his whole career was finished. For what? And he's not the only cop that that's happened to. 
That's right. The, the Democrats and the press are good at destroying lives. They destroying live. Lives. They live to destroy lives, Cleo. That's what they do now. That's their whole mission is to destroy. Tulsi Gabbard was correct. They don't. We've said this many times. They don't want to disagree with you. They want to destroy you. They want to ruin you. And if your wife and your family get in the way, they'll ruin them too. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm almost, I'm ashamed of being American sometimes. I thought it's, it's getting worse. In two years, you, you can't believe some of the things that have been happening. Can, can you believe them? No, I can't. I, I, if you, if you would have told me a few years ago that the FBI would be raiding people's homes in the middle of the night, pastors' homes, I would have told you you're crazy. If you would have told me that the government is going to issue mandates that if you don't get a shot, that you lose your job, I would have told you you were crazy. That will never happen in this country. The more they do, the more they they they, they care to a new normalcy. But now we got a new normalcy. This is their new normalcy. Well, they love that phrase, you know. Oh, it's the new normal. Well, no, no, it's actually not. Uh, we're never going to accept it. And those of us who have not gotten that uh, shot, we're thrilled with it. We've never regretted it for a single day. And now we're even more thrilled with the horrible information that comes out. And now we know that they never tested it for transition. Even though Biden told you, if you take it, you won't get infected and you won't transmit it. Both of which were lies. In the meantime, our armed forces are dwindling. People aren't aren't signing up and they're throwing people out, National Guard people, and they're throwing cops out all over the country. Man, this is a screwed up country. Yeah, you're not a kidding. And it's only going to change if we take our role seriously in the election. People have to show up. You have to vote, and then the Republican Party and their their volunteers need to be vigilant. We got to watch it in the key states. You know, I, I know percentage wise, it, it, it'll look like a landslide. But if it doesn't happen in Georgia and Wisconsin and Arizona, where they're going to concentrate their cheating, they will maintain Senate power. I don't think they can do anything about the House. It's, it'd be too much of an avalanche. Yeah, that that they can't do anything about. But you're right. Uh, this Warnock. Uh, and the J.D. Vance, those two races in this, for the Senate are going to be huge. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on those two. And there's others. There's others, but those two are obvious. And uh, that's a vulnerability for the Democrats in both cases. Well, that'll be something if they upset that Patty Murray in Washington. I'll tell you what, uh, that that lady is close. That is going to be a real close battle. And if that ha- Now, the, that's where they'll really concentrate their cheating because they can't lose Patty Murray. That, that, she's that, got to put, you know, they got a, a Republican's got a real nice candidate there. They sure and do. Patty, Patty Murray's got all the personality of an amoeba. <laughs> and you're really going to have to apologize to amoebas before the day's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Kevin, thanks for it. Didn't happen. I got to no, remember that. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Just know that if they don't cover it, it didn't happen. You, you could have witnessed happen. it yourself, but it didn't happen. That's why you're great, Kevin. That's why your show's great. Well, thank you, Cleo. I appreciate it. We appreciate your views. All right. We'll see you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. It's always fun when Cleo calls. But you know what? See, he's an older guy. He knows. He's been around. You can't trick him. All these shiny objects in our face. No, no, we're not, we're not paying attention to that crap. We're not stupid. They think we're stupid. The ultimate insult of all of this is that they think you're stupid. And a lot of people gave them reason to believe that through that pandemic by buying all of their bullshit hook, line, and sinker. And now you're finding out that if you did buy it, you were a fool. 
You were a fool. And hopefully the next time around, you'll understand that your government does not have your best interest at heart, especially when liberals are in charge. Never forget that. All right, we're out of time, folks, but we're back fighting a good fight for you again tomorrow morning right here at 7 o'clock. Have a great fall Thursday afternoon. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.